Having a blog for your business targeted traffic to your website. Creating blogs, however, can take a long time. The average blog without AI assistance can take about five to six hours to write and produce and get on your website. What can you do to maximize the impact and increase your reach across multiple channels to get the most out of that investment of your very precious time? It's time to repurpose your blog articles. Now, repurposing or transforming your blog content in other formats like social media snippets, infographics, videos, allows you to extend its reach, engage diverse audiences across different channels, and maximize the value you get from your initial investment. When you repurpose your blogs, you save time and resources, but also fuel your marketing by creating a consistent brand voice and expanding your reach and without constantly needing to churn out content all of the time. Now, how do you break up a blog post and make it palatable for these other platforms so you actually get the reach? Let's take a look at six ways we can do just that. You're listening to the Captain Coder podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you scale your service-based business online. I'm your host, Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. Now, when you want to reach more of the right people, you're not always going to find them coming to your website. So where are they? They may be following you on social media, a fan of your videos, searching for things on YouTube, or maybe they would rather listen to your expertise through a podcast. Kind of like, kind of like what you're listening to right now. So while blogs are great for helping your SEO, repurposing that content and using it across multiple channels allows your dream clients the chance to see you where they are kind of cool, right? And it's not just about more eyeballs. When you repurpose your content, you're expanding your reach because you're sharing it multiple times in new places. Nobody is going to see everything you post, not even your mom. So this is totally okay. You're creating more content without doing the work. This is literally the definition of working smarter, not harder. You're able to create one long form blog and break it up into several pieces. Just chef's kiss, right? You also can boost your SEO because with repurposing, you're targeting the same keywords across the internet and multiple platforms. And then the last one is just keeping your brand consistent. Your messaging is the same no matter where someone finds you because it all follows that bigger piece of content and it's just trickling down from there. Now, this all sounds great, right? I mean, you save time, you save money, and you get more out of your content by leveraging it across multiple platforms and channels. Now, how can we make this a reality? Let's look at six ways to repurpose the content you're creating. Now, number one, you can record a podcast episode. Now, this is my favorite way to repurpose a blog, And just turning it into a podcast episode, you can use your blog text as a script. That's more or less what I do. Um, 
you, or you can record it as either a condensed version of your blog. Maybe your blog is a little bit long and you don't want to necessarily read 2,000 words and make a 30-minute episode, right? Or you can go through the entire thing, depending on depending on the length of your blog post. Now, again, this is exactly what I do. If you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see basically the same thing if you go to my website and read the blog. I do this for a few reasons. I don't read my blog 100% word for word, just FYI. I've already deviated from the quote script that I have, that I'm looking at here, right? That I have to reference. Um, because that's usually I'll think of something that I want to augment or I'll think of it a new example or something like that. But it's very easy to take that blog as a base and it helps guide me and keep me on track. Now, I could work backward, right? I could record the podcast for first, right? Maybe write an outline, record the podcast first, and then turn that into a blog from a transcript. Um, but I think that writing the blog first helps me put the emphasis where I need it on the SEO. The other thing too, and I'll just admit this, is I think more clearly when I'm writing and I tend to get a little off topic when you get just let me loose. <laughs> so it's really helpful to have this in writing first. It keeps me on track. It keeps me from going way off into another direction that nobody needs needs me to do, right? So writing the blog helps a lot easier. It, it's easier for me to start there. Now, granted, you can get some AI help when you're writing a blog, or you can get some AI help when you're taking a transcript and turning it into a blog to make this even easier. Now, why do I love this method? Well, one, the great thing about turning a blog into a podcast episode, you've already done the research, including some of the SEO keyword research, to help you find a topic that will resonate with your audience but not everybody wants to read a blog. Blogs are great at bringing traffic to your website, but a podcast helps you to reach people in a totally different space. Some people love to learn by listening and they like being able to listen and learn while they're doing other things like cleaning their house or walking the dog or doing the laundry, whatever it is that they're doing. Some people like to listen to podcasts while they work. I'm one of those people. With a podcast, you can reach a new audience in a different space. So you're getting more eyes, you're getting, well, ears <laughs> on your content by putting out a podcast than you're necessarily going to get with just a blog. But you're not creating multiple pieces of long form content. You just have the one and already you've turned it into two valuable pieces of content. Now, the second one that I really like to do is to create a YouTube video. If I told you <laughs> that YouTube was the second largest search engine just after Google, you probably wouldn't even bat an eye because that's pretty old news, right? Hopefully most of us understand that. But did you know that 70% of viewers have bought from a brand after seeing it on YouTube. And 62% of the people on the internet access YouTube daily. That is a lot of dream clients that you could be missing out on 
right now. Now, before you tell me that creating a video is a lot of hard work, it is, don't get me wrong. Let's talk about how to make this easier. So remember that podcast episode that you created from your blog? Just flip on a webcam and record it as a video. It's literally what I'm doing right now, right? I've got the video on, I've got my mic on, so you get the good audio, but you're also getting a video to go along with it. And this allows me to pull the audio for my podcast and the video for YouTube, and it can be as simple as just uploading a quick edit. I do a little bit more to mine than a quick edit, but you don't have to, to start. Now, you, I can record my podcast through StreamYard, which allows me to download the video and the audio separately. It makes it really easier, makes it really easy to edit. You can also use something like Descript, which allows you to record and edit the episodes pretty easily all within their app. Now, the point here is recording that video alongside a podcast doesn't have to be complex. Start easy and work your way up to something more complex. Now, I love recording podcasts and blogs as videos because the audience on YouTube is just a bit different than those who listen to podcasts. But YouTube also allows you to create a playlist in your channel for your podcast. So it gets published and promoted as a podcast. I just started recording my podcast, I think in December, the end of 2023. And you want to know what I've seen in just a couple of months? I get more views on my episodes, sometimes double the views on my episodes than just podcasts alone. I'm not poaching for my podcast viewer audience either to YouTube. There's still, people are still listening to it on my podcast, but the people that are on YouTube, they're an entirely new audience. They just prefer to have a video and something to watch through YouTube rather than through an app podcast app. That's how they prefer to consume their content. Now, you'll also get found through YouTube search and you can maximize your SEO impact for your website because remember that whole part about it being the second largest search engine? Now, one last reason that I love YouTube for long form content with AI, blogs will start to feel a bit more canned and a bit less human as they get created by ChatGPT versus actual human beings. Videos are real. You are right here in the video. This is a lot harder to fake. It will come. That day will come. Obviously, there's technology already out there, but your audience is going to know that this is you because you're in the video. This is a really human interaction through YouTube. Now, my third thing that I do when I repurpose blog content is breaking it up into multiple social media posts. Turning it into content helps your blog go so much further. So say, for instance, you've got a paragraph that you love from your blog post, rewrite it a little bit, add a hook at the front, and you've got a social media caption. Do you have a numbered list that's kind of Jesus genius or really easy steps that you can share? condense that and turn it into a carousel. If you have a clip from a video that you recorded, you can turn that into a reel or a TikTok. You can see already, I bet, I hope you're starting to get ideas of, wow, I could turn this into this, into this, into this. It is so much easier. You can get dozens 
if you wanted to, dozens of posts out of one blog article because you can present the same content in multiple ways. Now this works especially well because not everyone on Instagram is going to see every post you share, right? Social media is notorious for only showing like 2% of our audience everything we create. So you're not only clarifying your message and giving them multiple opportunities to see what you do, but you're presenting that content in a way that will work best for your dream clients. Now, I love repurposing blog content onto social media because it is so much easier to stay on top of my social media content when I do it this way. Some of my clients have all of their posts that week revolve around their blog or their podcast episode, and you can totally do that or not, right? I like to mix and match so that I can post about a topic. So if I have a podcast episode, blog article that drops on a Wednesday. I can post a couple of different ways about that that week. And then in two or three weeks, I can post about it again and pull content from that and help to continue to spread my message. It is so much easier, right? I can drop a teaser before a podcast and pull a little bit from that podcast episode. I can take a clip of this video and make it a reel and share that on social media. You'll save so much time, money, and frustration by using your blogs to guide your social posts. Now, my number four, you can extract valuable information from your blogs for email newsletters. Okay, so let's talk about reaching people where they spend most of their time. Their inbox. Your blog post is great, but will anyone read it? <laughs> That's a lot of people ask me. Look, get in your client's inbox and tell them about it. You can take either a section of your blog of that long form content and turn it into an informative email and just leave it there, right? Just use it as a, the content of an email, just a section of it. Or you can turn it into a teaser and tell them to go read the full thing back on your blog or go back and listen to your podcast or watch your YouTube video, wherever you want people to go to the most. Now the people on your email list are the ones who care about you the most. They have given you their email and said, please message me, which is kind of a big deal. So these are your warmest leads. Take advantage of that by talking to them through your email and blog posts. Now, most people expect that if they join your list, they're going to get some first and exclusive access to certain content. So keep that in mind when you're creating newsletters from your blogs. Now, for instance, for my emails, I often tease my newest podcast episode, but I'm also giving them some insight in that tease that I don't share anywhere else. Just a little bit deeper and a little something extra just for them. Now, sharing your content through emails is great because these are the people who want to hear from you most, right? They're the ones who are likely to want to read your blog, listen to your podcast, or watch a new video. They're the ones already invested in you. Allow them to connect and get to know you. 
on a deeper level. It's so much different when somebody can see you talk and listen to you talk, right? By driving them straight to your long form content. Because you can sell a bit in your blogs, you might also be answering the question they had, the objection they had, and then giving them a way to sign up to work with you just like that. And now you have a new client thanks to your blog and thanks to your emails. Now, number five, this one's a little bit more involved, but you can create an ebook. Do you have a blog post that gets a ton of views? Make it an asset and transform it into an ebook that people can download. Now, you can have that ebook be maybe a lead magnet, so it's something that you give away in exchange for an email address, or you can even charge a small price for it and make it a mini product. An ebook should be more in depth than a blog post. Nobody wants to download a PDF of your blog post. That's not what we're talking about here. But you can maybe combine multiple blogs into one ebook and you've reformatted it a bit more, maybe add a little bit more how to, add some better images, action steps so that they get the value out of it. Blogs are great, but ebooks provide a resource that can lay everything out for them and give them just a little bit of a shortcut with everything. And ebooks, honestly, they're a great way for people to get on your list or to start purchasing from you. It gives them just builds that trust just a little bit better. You can do a little bit more teaching and also show people how you work better than you can do in a blog post because it allows you to go into more depth, especially when you charge like maybe even as low as like $10 for this, right? You give people a way to like, okay, I'm used to giving you money but now I'm getting some value out of it. And man, if you're giving this to me for $10, what do you do if I sign up for the whole kit and caboodle? Now, I like taking successful blogs for my clients and turning them into assets like an ebook because they serve a different purpose. What someone expects out of an ebook is a little different from that blog, but you can still have a great ebook because you've already written the blog. You've done a lot of the research. You just need to reformat it, maybe augment it a little bit better. And you already know people are interested in that because they're looking at the blog on your website. So it does a lot of that, will anybody buy this, work for you to start with something that people are already paying attention to. Now, number six, our last one here, transform your blog post into a visual asset like an infographic. Okay, so think about it this way. Do you have some good data in a blog post? Share some steps people can follow. If anything in your blog post lends itself to a visual, then turn that into an infographic. Infographics are a great way for sharing across Pinterest, social media, and just in your blog post in general as an asset they can have in your blog post. They're more shareable than an entire post because you're sharing a graphic versus an article and a link. Um, and they help lay out the information for people in a more succinct visual. Okay, think about it. Did you learn better in school when the teacher droned on? Or are you more of a visual learner? The same thing applies to the internet, right? Some of your dream clients are going to love to read, and some will need the infographic, the visual to help everything connect. Now you can go to Canva and just create something with a template just to get you started. Or 
you know, if you want to really invest in this, hire a designer who can help you create multiple infographics for, say, the past 10 blogs that you've identified that you want to give a little boost to. Have them create that infographic. You can share that on Pinterest and add those to the blogs. It's a great way to drive new traffic to your website because and help readers really understand your point. But listen, not everyone learns the same way. So infographics are a great way to help them understand in a way that works for them. And like I mentioned, they're very shareable. So someone can grab your infographic and even put it in their blog and provide a link back to your website. It's so great to build up backlinks, right? Great for your SEO and helping new people find you. Just keep in mind, one thing I want to point out about infographics any text inside of an image can't be read by people with visual impairments. Screen readers cannot parse that, not at this point in time. So you'll want to describe the infographic below, either in a caption, add some alt text to it, so that they still get the context of the image you're sharing. Okay, so I have a little bonus for you. Those of you who don't have stage fright or just really love getting in front of people, use a blog that you've written as a speaking topic. You can submit um, pitches to, say, your local chamber, virtual, other industry events, and use that blog that was popular to form the basis of your speaking engagement. Now, they're going to expect, if you, especially if you're getting paid, that you're going to go into more detail at the actual event, because most times you're going to be speaking for 30 minutes. Um, so you want to show that you can, you're going to expound on it. But having a blog or even better, the video that goes with the blog will show how will help that you can share, will help you book that speaking spot, right? It shows that you know what you're talking about, how you talk to people. It just gives that nice little extra flair for that. Now, you might think that speaking isn't for you, but before you just go, <laughs> no, this is a great way to be seen as an expert, either in your local community or in your niche, get in front of many of your dream clients at once and earn backlinks to your site when they promote your appearance. Don't shy away from speaking at all if it's at all within your wheelhouse. So repurposing your blog content. It's not just about, it's not about reinventing the wheel every single time you want to create content and share it, right? It's about making your life so much easier. It's about maximizing the impact of the work that you're already creating, the valuable content that you're already putting out there and getting more people to see it the way that works best for them. So, when you approach each blog post, I want you to start thinking, okay, how else could I share this? Was What can I do to make this a really good video? What can I do to create an infographic from this? How can I create a social media post from this? You're going to reach a wider audience, save yourself valuable time, and unleash the hidden potential of the blog that you already have. If you loved our episode today, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this with an entrepreneur friend of yours who needs to hear it. Now, if you have questions about today's episode, reach out at cappedcoder.com. That's C-A-P-T coder.com or on Instagram at Captain Coder. Thanks so much for tuning in and talk to you next week.